right, guys. Welcome back to the Vegas Guys locker room. I know it's been a minute. A lot of things have happened. Some uh, some life, some life happened. So, listen. A lot of things have been going on since uh, last time we talked. NFL off season is in full swing. NFL released their schedule. Should be interesting. A lot of Christmas games I looked at. It's going to be uh, some interesting games, especially for my Niners. They got a lot of uh, short weeks and special games going on, so it's going to be interesting. Draft happened. That was a that was a that was that was an event like it always is. Didn't have a whole lot of headliners in it besides the uh, quarterback situation. I know that was everything. It, the only thing on everybody's mind was who was going to go first, what quarterbacks were going to land where. And so, you know, the one big surprise was, I think, Will Levis not even going in the first round. A lot of people had put him out there. There was a lot of speculation he might be the second quarterback taken. But uh, the um, Anthony Richardson goes to the Colts was a was a shocker to me at number four, especially with the, that offensive setup. So curious to see how this plays out going forward. But, you know, a lot of things going on. Uh, not going to lie, I've been really into the NHL playoffs, especially with my Vegas Golden Knights still kicking around. we got another game tonight against Edmonton. Hopefully we can pull off a W. This this whole NHL playoff thing has been just, just weird. A lot of games, it's not like close battles. It's almost like blowouts every other game. So kind of curious to see how this plays out. Going to be an interesting, interesting playoff picture. But good to be back. You know, here at the Vegas Guys Locker Room, we, uh, of course, are the show that talks about sports and the fantasy impacts it may have on you. So, without further ado, we're going to get into it. Today, we are going to break down the NFC West offseason moves and check out the winners and losers and see what uh, moves they made and how it will affect some of these big names on these these rosters that you like to draft. So, starting with the NFC West, of course, we're going to start from bottom to top. We'll go with the LA Rams. Once the king of the league... And how fast the mighty have fallen. Big question for the Rams is going to be Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford coming off the injury, really contemplating retirement during the offseason. How healthy is he going to be coming back? Not sure. I don't I don't I don't know if I would like to draft him in any leagues. There's not a whole lot of weapons there. The offense seems kind of stagnant. You know, it was great to yeah, the the one bright spot was Cooper Cup. I mean, he was by far and large the number one receiver and before he got injured. The question is, can he pick up where he left off? I, I don't think I'm overspending for, for either one of these guys. Matt Stafford, I, I don't think I'm even drafting unless I'm in a you know super flex or two QB league. Matt Stafford's probably just not worth going after. We don't know how healthy he is and how much how much he really wants to play. You know, he's he's accomplished his goal of getting the Super Bowl ring. I think he's pretty content with the career he's had. So that's going to be interesting. Cooper Cup, of course, the injury coming off that. Where does he go from now? And how's this offense going to look when you, you really know the one weapon's going to get it? So you know he's going to get his looks. I don't think I'm overdrafting Cooper Cup. Uh, of course, if he's available, you, you still got to take him. He's still the, um, one of the premier wide receivers in the league. So you got to you got to grab them if you can at a good price. You don't you definitely don't want to overreach for Cooper Cup though this year. Question for the Rams is the running back situation. Cam Akers. Man, that was a soap opera of a roller coaster going on last year. He's the starter, he's not the starter. He wants to be traded. 
He's not even on the team. Man's not even dressing. Then all of a sudden he becomes a starter. Very odd times there with that running back situation. Of course, the O line's not looking great. My biggest question though was Kyron Williams. Uh, I know a lot of insiders had him having a big role last year, and of course that didn't happen because he got injured on the season opening kickoff. So could he have a role this year? You know, they they didn't really add a whole lot of pieces this year. But of course they you know they traded away a lot of their draft capital to win that one Super Bowl. But hey, you know, hey, that's the bet. That's the the way to get there, apparently, for them. So they did draft Zach Evans. Interesting running back. Really a lot of talent, just a lot of off-the-field questions, a lot of character issues with him. I'm not sure. A lot of people are excited to see what maybe he, he can produce. But being a six-round draft pick, I mean, there's not a whole lot of draft capital there. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's on a short leash, if he doesn't come out and just stun everybody. He might not even be on the roster. Uh, come the beginning of the season. I think the only people I'm looking to draft is Cooper Cup on this team. I mean, even the defense is kind of suspect now. And Bobby Wagner plays for a season because he thought he was going to a team that could have some success at repeating, and that just kind of didn't happen. He leaves, gets out of his contract, goes back to Seattle. Yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not high on anybody really on the Rams besides Cooper Cup if I can get him at the right price. So... I'd probably stay away from any L.A. Rams players in fantasy just just for the time being. Maybe keep your eye on a couple guys for waiver wire pick oh, excuse me waiver wire pickups during the season. But other than that, no Matt Stafford two QB league maybe super flex. But other than that, Cooper Cup is the only one I'm looking to draft. Next, we're gonna talk the Arizona Cardinals. What? A mess of a situation that turned out to be, right? Everybody thought they were going to take the next step, made it to the playoffs. Kyler Murray was looking at, looking like the, you know, true guy that it was going to come through and really take this team to the promised land. Then last year happens. They spent the offseason looking to rebuild for the future. So Kyler Murray, of course, injured late midway through the season, will not be ready for the beginning of the season. So, it might not even be Colt, Colt McCoy because he's coming back off of his own injury and he might not be ready for the beginning of the season. So I think you're looking at Jeff Driscoll and I think they did did sign David Blau to a, a one-year contract. So that shows you what they really think is going on in their their locker room. And yeah, it's, it's not looking good for this team. So they did draft a couple key guys, Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle. I think one of the best that was in this draft that was available. That gets them some O-line help, especially on the pass blocking. They went and got uh, B.J. Ojolari. He um, hopefully produced some sacks. I mean, there's nobody returning to this defense from last year's team that had more than four sacks, I believe. So interesting, uh, interesting year. But they did make a lot of great moves in the draft. I was really impressed with how they performed their draft. They kept moving back and acquiring more and more picks, especially early round picks, especially for next year, which is great. Good for them to rebuild. Nice moves by the new GM there in Arizona. Especially to move out of, uh, I believe it was a number three to um, to the Texans and get the Texans next year's first round pick, which is projected right now to probably be a top five pick. I mean, they're a rebuilding team without, without a whole lot of talent on that team. And yeah, they, they do go out and they uh, get C.J. Stroud you know, they, they didn't really get any weapons to go along with that. So 
going to be interesting. I think you're going through some growing pain. So I thought that was a good pickup by the Cardinals. Definitely drafted for your future. But as far as fantasy-wise, you still have some studs on here that people people want to draft just on names alone. James Conner, listen, two years ago, was one of the best running backs in the league. But you knew he was not going to sustain that touchdown performance. And, of course, he goes from, I believe, uh, 15 touchdowns to seven. Which which is all right. I mean, he you you knew he was going to have a regression in that. There was no way he was going to get fifteen TDs again this year. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, he was hurt." Well, he he played his average. I mean, about thirteen games. He's always been hurt. He's never played a full seventeen game slot. James Conner, if you can get him, ah, man, I, I think he's more an RB two than an RB one. Maybe get him in the mid rounds. You know, see what you got. But, uh, yeah, especially with the suspect uh, offensive line play. Uh, don't know if you really want to overreach for James Conner. The other two studs that, you you know, usually people were high and mighty on, Hollywood Brown and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, of course, was looking to get out of Arizona. doesn't look like that's going to happen. I don't think anybody wants an aging wide receiver with the contract that he has. So he may end up staying in Arizona unless they can find a deal somewhere. But if he's there, I mean, look for him to get heavily targeted. Don't know how if that's going to produce any fantasy points because, you know, like I said, the quarterback situation there is going to be a mess. And you don't know what you're going to end up with. So Hopkins could be one of those guys you're just you're hoping for, for touchdowns out of and hoping to get a big game or two out of. I don't think you're going to get really uh, consistency out of any of these guys, especially with the, the quarterback play. But who knows? One name to, to definitely watch out for, though, if they do end up uh, in the dealing Hopkins away, Michael Wilson, who they drafted. I think this kid can uh, can step up and really make a name for himself, especially if he gets uh, some more depth, uh, some more playing time with that QB depth, and seeing how they seeing how they can gel. But yeah, all in all, together, not really touching any car, uh, Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I mean. You don't know when he's going to be ready, so you really can't be planning on drafting Kyler Murray. Definitely a two QB league. If if I can get him at a fairly cheap price in the draft, absolutely, I'll I'll, I'll take the hit on him and see if he can come back. You know, six seven weeks in, that'd be you know that 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 help you make a run at it because he is going to make some plays with his legs. He is a running quarterback, so you know you're going to get those points. Next, we'll talk the uh, Seattle Seahawks. The Sea Chickens, God, Lee, you'll love it because can Geno Smith really continue to do this? Geno Smith had a heck of a year resurrecting his career, gets a new deal in Seattle. This this team has has definitely built back up. Of course, like I said earlier, Bobby Wagner returns to that defense. They did draft a number one corner and Weatherspoon. Man, are they are they poised to make a run? Listen, I, I'm. I'm a firm believer if you want to have a successful fantasy team, draft from the teams that are going to be good. And this team could be good. It's just a lot of mouths to feed is what I'm worried about. Geno Smith, I'll say it. Yes, Lee, I will draft Geno Smith if I can get him at the right price, especially in a two-quarterback league, even maybe in a one-QB league, especially with the weapons he has there. But speaking of the weapons he has there, they did draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. The I thought the number one receiver on the board going into the draft. They draft him. What does this mean for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? You know, I know I know Tyler Lockett's getting a little long in the tooth. You don't know how long he's playing, but 
this team is a run first primary team and you know they like to, to, to control the ball play defense that is their mo that is pete Car- uh, carroll's mo and that's how he wins ball games and they're very successful at what they do dk metcalf listen you're the guy's a beast. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to draft DK Metcalf. You can get your hands on, it, especially if Geno Smith continues his his high rate of success. But you know, JSN coming in, he's definitely going to, he's going to steal some targets. I mean, there's there's no ifs ands buts about it. He's going to steal targets in a team where their primary goal is to run the ball. So, are you looking at DK as hoping he gets the touchdowns to go along with it? Because they're going to spread this ball around. You already know it. Tyler Lockett, I think, has still got another year of good play under his belt. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't think you can go wrong if you get one of these three guys at the right price. I, I, DK Metcalf is definitely my my wide receiver one on this team. I would definitely look at getting my hands on on DK Metcalf just because, man, he's just a freakish athlete, and he's going to get those 50-50 jump balls especially in the end zone. So I'm definitely going to draft DK Metcalf. You can get Tyler Lockett like he did last year, which I don't think you're going to. I think people were a little down on it. But now with the quarterback play of Geno Smith, I think his stock rises. Do you go out there and reach for JSN, hoping maybe he um, he can step in? Because, listen, they, injury-wise, if one of these guys goes down, his role goes significantly through the roof. So. Yeah, late round. Yeah, absolutely. I'd look at drafting uh, JSN. Another another good offensive weapon they picked up, especially with a second round draft capital. So you know they're going to use him because the draft capital is there. Is Zach Charbonnet, who I really, really enjoyed watching, and I thought was going to be really good, and then he landed in Seattle, and my dreams got crushed because, I mean, Kenneth Walker's already there. Speaking of which, what does this do for Kenneth Walker? Because you just drafted a guy in the second round. Kenneth Walker has a draft capital. He already showed he can produce. And then you draft, you know, Charbonnet. Does anybody smell the two-man backfield here? Because that's what I smell. And I don't know if you're going to solely be able to rely on one. I know last year, Kenneth Walker came through for a lot of guys. And a lot of people were excited to have him, especially in keeper leagues. But now with Zach Charbonnet there, I I think this goes into a, a... a 60-40 split where Charbonnet is going to get a lot more carries than you might think. So definitely looking at these two running backs, I would definitely still draft them. I just wouldn't overreach for either one of them because you just don't know what you're going to get. But then again, a lot of people, you know, if you're going a no RB draft, no no running backs, you're going to draft heavy in the wide receiver. Listen, these guys might be available in the late rounds, probably good pickups. So Look at these guys. Look at that defense. That defense is going to be stellar, especially playing against the Rams twice, the Cardinals twice. The Niners are not going to put up massive points on you. You know They're kind of the same style like Seattle. We, they want to run the ball first. So nobody's really going to put up a huge number. You're talking, you're talking two games. You're talking those six games are, are pretty good uh, fantasy stats for a defense. So, yeah, look at Seattle's defense if, uh, if you're thinking. Next, we're going to talk about the coveted and the always popular 49ers. Run CMC. So, listen, he had a great year. Ends up as an RB2 last year. My biggest concern with CMC is if Eliza Mitchell has a healthy year, which is a long shot, 
two years now, he has not been healthy the entire year. He is a very injury-prone running back. But when Mitchell is in the game and plays, CMC's production really drops. And you don't get that production because they do go to a two-man backfield with these two guys. Because they're both very good. Mitchell is very explosive. So is CMC. He's so versatile. So, I mean, yeah, you, you might... Uh, you might not get the production you're thinking you might get if Elijah Mitchell is able to stay healthy. Now, that is a big if. I'm still going to try and get my hands on CMC in any league I can. I think you, you're just crazy if you can't. But I would definitely probably handcuff that with a, a Mitchell draft pick later to see if uh, – because if it is a two-man backfield, I, listen, they're going to hand the ball off to both these guys and – even Mitchell was a decent pickup last year when he was healthy coming in with CMC within in the background and backfield. So I definitely will look at both those guys, drafting both of them, picking those guys up. I just think on a, on a run heavy first offense, you know, having two running backs, you still you still want a piece of that pie. It's still going to be a good pie. The big question is going to be the receivers now. Debo Samuel, who was extremely drafted and drafted extremely high. Listen, didn't play a full season again. Still has has yet to play a full season. But the touchdowns weren't even there. Debo only had five TDs, combined TDs. I believe there were three rushing and two receiving touchdowns. I mean, this is how bad Debo's year was. He was outscored by Joshua Palmer, the third option on the Chargers offense. Oh, and he was also outscored by Drake London. On the team that threw the ball, what, 15 times a game? I mean, that that team is the ultimate run first team, and he was outscored by Drake London for the year. So, listen, Debo Samuel, it's it's tough, especially with Brandon Ayuk having such a stellar year, 114 targets, eight touchdowns. I, I don't know. It's going to depend on who the quarterback is because if it is Brock Purdy, you're going to have to scheme Debo in. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with this because Brock Purdy really showed that he could be a starter for this offense. Trey Lance, he is still another unknown. I mean, you know more about Brock Purdy than you do Trey Lance. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's just hard to see them move on from Trey Lance, especially with the draft capital that was spent on him. I think they do try to figure out a way to get Trey Lance involved. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year as far as fantasy wise for both these teams. I don't think you can draft, of course, one of the Niner quarterbacks, and especially this early. You don't know who the quarterback's gonna be. Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. He's moved on to uh, to Las Vegas Raiders, which uh, which I thought was a good move for him. But that's a discussion for the AFC West later on. I I, I don't know who I would take. I definitely you definitely want stock in CMC. I would take maybe the handcuff and Elijah Mitchell because you're probably going to have a two-man backfield. And if he can stay healthy, I think both those running backs could be fantasy-worthy. Mitchell filling in for bye weeks. He wouldn't be the star-studded. You know it's going to be CMC who's going to get the majority. But the production-wise, I think both of them will play and get good touches and, and good get good involvement in the offense. The receivers... I don't know. I, I, I almost want to take Brandon Ayuk and the 114 targets. I mean, it's... He he's definitely the better of the two as far as playing the wide receiver role. 
Debo is the more dynamic athlete, and getting the ball in his hands is very important. I think they just have to figure out more ways to do that. I know they did run the ball with him a few times, uh, quite a bit actually, last season, getting him involved, making sure his hands get on the football because he's just such an explosive player. It's hard not to want to draft Debo Samuel. How high do you reach for him? I definitely don't think you you grab him in the first two rounds, first three rounds. I don't I don't think I think there's plenty of other wide receivers that you could grab that will definitely be more consistent with high ceilings. Debo is a wild card at this point. You just and you just don't know his health. How how healthy is Debo Samuel going to be going forward? I mean, he still has never played a full season. He's getting in there. Debo Samuel's contract is becoming an issue, especially for this involvement. I mean, you gave him that lucrative deal, and he's not even the wide receiver one on your team. Going to be a huge question. Brandy Ayuk, of course, contract coming up. So it, there's a lot of questions coming into this season about these, these two wide receivers. I definitely like Ayuk. But, I mean, it's hard to, to pass on the ceiling that Debo Samuel has. Debo has the higher ceiling, but he ha- also has the lower floor. That's the hard part. Because if he's hurt, he's hurt. Brand Ayuk, you know they're going to get him involved. You know he's going to catch passes. How big of a day is he going to have? Now, the other person that we got to talk about is George Kittle. Finished as the tight end three last year. That one is a tough one. I don't know. Listen, unless you're in a league where you have to draft a tight end, yes, I would definitely be taking George Kittle. He definitely would not be in the top. I don't know if he'd be a top two, maybe a top five pick, just because of his targets. His targets went up when when Purdy was the quarterback. He was the number 10 targeted tight end in fantasy. So... I mean, the opportunities he has to capitalize. So you know you're going to need touchdowns because there's just too many weapons to get the ball on this offense where it's not like in Baltimore where you had a Mark Andrews where he was your stud. There's so many other weapons on this Niner team that you're going to have to feed. You're going to have to capitalize on George Kittle. So George Kittle, you're hoping finds the end zone a lot. I'm not overreaching for George Kittle. If I don't get him, I'm not disappointed. I think there's plenty of other tight ends out there that can get you what you need. Kittle on a consistent basis is just not going to be there. Um, I'm definitely not looking to draft him, but if he's available at a very convenient spot, you know, especially like in that RB dead zone where everybody falls into, yeah, I'll definitely reach out and grab him. But I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, upside to drafting somebody else dropping back in the draft, especially for tight end. I don't think I'm going high on George Kittle. I think there's only two tight ends I'm really looking to grab, and of course it's Travis Kelsey and probably Mark Andrews. I think other than that, I'm, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait till it falls to me. I'm not going to overreach for a tight end. So, but yeah, to each his own. You want a complete team? Draft your tight end. Get the guys you want. Remember, it is your fantasy team, guys. Take who you want. Root for the guys you want to root for. So that'll just about do it for this show, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Glad to be back. I know it's been so long. I missed you guys. I missed talking with you. I hope everybody up there hasn't forgotten about me. So looking to put out more content, you know, getting this started on a regular basis. Next week, we are going to dive into, we're going to look at the NFC South and uh, 
and the NFC North. We're going to break down those two divisions, look at the fantasy impacts and what they've done this offseason and in the draft. Going to get through that. And listen, guys, football season will be here before you know it. It's already the summer. We're getting there. We're inside the, the NHL playoffs. I know the NBA playoffs are going on, but any of you guys who know me, I'm not a big NBA guy. Haven't been for years. So, But the NHL playoffs are going on. Vegas Golden Knights are still into it. So you know what I'll be watching, guys. So until next time, guys, thanks for joining the Vegas Guys Locker Room. Please support us. Follow us on all your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all your major platforms. Please follow us, subscribe, get notified when we come out new content, and I'll see you next time.